Seeking the Wise Wise. With Aaron and Alexander discussing the just philosophy. Covering self-development, emotional processing, conscious relationships, and five levels of overall wellness. Hello, beautiful people. More conscious days are on the horizon as you've reached the Wise Wise podcast. Here with Aaron and Alexander Alexander is here. Welcome, everyone. And we have a goodie for you today. We're getting into another episode on conscious relationships, but kind of looking at confrontation from the self perspective and leading into having more conscious conversations in our relationships, but then looking into what do they actually tell us about ourselves and then diving more into the self-development aspect that can be taken advantage of from what we can learn from our confrontation. And so it's not really more focused on the external or the interrelationship stuff of what about that person that we are battling with. It's more about the internal, but it's going to help you in all sorts of ways with confrontation. Yes. And I want to start off here to mention that there is a difference between self-development work and relationship work. And this is why many times it benefits a person or a relationship, the more individual work that someone has done, because we've mentioned many times on past episodes, the idea of everyone playing roles for us and see the more stuff that we still have to work through, the more likely our partner is to play roles for us to learn And that can create communication problems. It can create relationship issues. So we're going to get into breaking down the difference of those two different things, actually seeing them differently, self-development work and relationship work. And even getting into possible reasons why we're having arguments or confrontation or friction in our relationships, but we're not sure why. And of course, we tend to, as people, blame it on things that are like in our view initially but there could be underlying reasons that we're not understanding properly. And with the just philosophy, we touch upon these of like bringing them to light of things that could possibly be happening that you're not able to understand just by reacting to the external things that create the friction. So we're going to dive more into that. But I wanted to start out with when the initial sense of friction comes into the individual and what that might cause somebody to do. We could talk about the differences. And I think one difference would be fives in the human design profile numbers and not fives because fives tend to not like confrontation. I have a five in one of my profiles and I can say this is very much true. I tend to shy away from confrontation. I don't like even talking on the phone with people like Mm -hmm. it's to that level. But of course, I push myself to do it because it's something you have to do in this life. But I'm sure there's other people who feel more comfortable talking to somebody on chat like I do. But I could say that when there's an initial sense of friction that comes in where maybe I witness somebody doing something that I judge and in inside of me initially I kind of take it to an extreme where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could be with this person if they're doing this. Mm -hmm. Like it could even be just them drinking soda. Let's just say that's for an example. And I immediately judge that because I kind of want to be in a relationship where somebody is health conscious because I am. Right. And I want to share those priorities 
Because I can see how that could be a source of confrontation or friction in the future when even with like meals or going out, there may be differences because I'm not probably going to want to go to the same places. So your mind just starts to <laughs> unwind and go to all these places. But if somebody's not a five, they may just like shout it out, be like, hey, what are you doing? And just immediately make that confrontation be known. And in some instances, maybe that's, I don't want to say better because fives tend to just stuff stuff and process it over long periods of time. And what I do is I will internalize it and try to find different perspectives that I could take to quell that friction. So it's not an issue, but if I'm not successful in that all the way, it will still be there running in the background, like a background process on a computer. And then once I notice something else, it just keeps building and building and building. And then sooner or later, it explodes. And I think one of the reasons why we are in this philosophy is to prevent those explosions from coming out, getting emotional and taking out your emotional reaction on the other person because in that we're not conscious, in that we're not being constructive, in that we're not communicating. Right, right. And this is where most, unfortunately, in our culture, most relationships are. They're just in reaction. So one person has a reaction and then the other person has a bigger reaction and it just becomes a energetic tennis match back and forth. And very rarely does anything get resolved. Normally there's somebody that gives up or gives in and most relationships are built on that dynamic. And unfortunately that's the way that it moves forward where in a more conscious type relationship, the most important thing is communication and seeing self-development one of the most important things is communication as well, communication with the self, communication with your body, communication with your extra sense perceptions, communication with the divine, whatever that is for you. And so the more and more that I looked at these relationship issues and saw that communication is almost always the issue, but see, a person has to be able to be honest with themselves and communicate with themselves before they can really be honest and communicate with someone else. So they're kind of linked. Two people can only communicate to the level that both parties can communicate with themselves. And unfortunately, many people are what's called codependent on relationships. So they don't take time needed in between relationships to develop, to learn, to process the last relationship. And when you don't take time to process the last relationship, whatever you go into, this person is more than likely going to step into similar roles and you're not going to get the benefits of the last relationship. You're right back into friction once again. And that's why there are people out there who attract the same type of person over and over and they're wondering what's wrong with me. And it could be that the universe or God or the divine is trying to teach you to grow or show you something and you're not getting the lesson yeah. out there. Yeah, right? so it's just basically that. Anytime somebody brings up to me, why am I stuck in this loop? I say, what lesson is it that you're resisting to learn? And many times the lesson that's there, we don't want to see it because that's the whole point. It's a lesson against normally a preference of ours or a comfort of ours. And so this isn't life or God being mean to us. We're not victims because you get a reward when you do the work. And that's different per person, per situation. The last person that I held any expectations on, I actually believed them. It was a relationship I was in, and I believed them over my connection to the divine. When I would ask her a question, she would answer me, and everything in my knowing would say no 
But she was saying yes. She was saying everything was fine. And the divine was trying to let me know that, no, this isn't what's happening. And I chose to listen to her over that connection for the first time in my life. And then we wound up splitting up and she chose to leave. And that changed the way I started looking at trust. And we're going to get into lots of good, juicy stuff in the extended version. But, you know, trust is something that is earned. Forgiveness is necessary. Love is developed. Attraction happens. And respect should be given. So we're going to expand on some of that and get into even more deeper stuff in this subject of splitting and working on your self-development work and working on your relationships. And the communication is the key in all of this. So in the complete conversation, I want to go through every step of friction that comes in and how it leads to confrontation and start out from the moment it comes in to the individual and then carry it through all the ways that we can attempt to dissipate the friction, work through the friction, change our perspectives. And if we don't, then go to the next step so we can approach it that way. So just so you guys know, that's what we're going to be getting into in the complete conversation. So if you're not a member, please sign up and get those juicy details on how to do this work within relationships. Yes, it's going to be fun to break that down step by step. Some of the things that we did want to bring in here are how like attachment styles can play a part in this. And so I just visited my family up in Connecticut a few weeks ago, and I really could see how my father and my stepmother almost, I don't want to say perfect for each other, but they're able to get along well because their attachment styles are different. And we can even bring in the roles in relationships, which we're definitely going to go more into in the complete conversation we've talked about in past episodes. But I also saw my dad's roles. My dad is a provider. Mm-hmm. And he is a nurturer to an extent. Like he wants to nurture somebody. He wants to take care of somebody. And my stepmother needs that. Right. And so because she has a void there and my dad wants to externally put his energy Mm -hmm. into doing that, they seem to fit or at least it doesn't cause any friction. So it seems symbiotic. Yes. And this is why opposites attract for this reason. Certain people have something to give and certain people won't or need to receive that. But it can create a codependence and it can create unhealthy issues in the relationship. But it is nice when we see how two people do work well together. And we may scratch our heads and say, why would that person want to play that role? But if they're happy to play that role, then, you know, it's all about the harmony and how those two fit together rather than how everyone around them sees them fitting together. Yeah, because they're made to put out a certain energy. And that's not to say that we can't change this, right? Because we are created to put energy out in certain ways. And so if one person is made to receive in those ways, it can be a very good relationship. But that's not to say that we can't potentially bring in consciousness and change the way that we give out energy or somebody could change the way that they could receive energy and then maybe just kind of pivot and consciously decide to get that energy elsewhere, right? Yes, because this is the beauty, especially when kids come in. See, many times two people get together and one plays the nurturer role and the other one is more comfortable playing the disciplinary role. And sometimes they go through their whole lives playing those roles. What I see as the ideal for everyone involved is that both parties learn to play both roles. 
and that they can alternate and switch off from time to time. And I've experienced this in raising my stepsons. This was the direction that Sherry and I went. And I wanted to work on my feminine side, and she was working on her masculine side. We happened to have two separate households. So when the boys were here on my property, I was a disciplinary. And when they were on her property, she was the disciplinary. And it gave us both opportunities to play both sides. And I feel like it helped the boys to experience a more balanced experience. And this is, once again, when we talk about male and female, we're talking about energies. And we all carry, no matter the gender, we carry both of these energies to different levels. So part of the self-development work is the more masculine energy you carry, then maybe the more you need to work on your feminine to bring that into balance and vice versa. And when those two people come together and they can alternate and balance in between both of them, the masculine and feminine, I feel like that's the optimum for the child to be around and to experience. And I would say we're mostly on the majority more in the masculine than we really should be. So I think most people... Yeah, our culture is directed toward that. We're we're taught to be hardened and to not express our feelings. Then even when others do bring in the feminine, it can even be like to an extreme on the other side. And so we really, really want to reach that kind of middle ground where we're able to balance both and then call upon each one whenever we decipher is needed. Yes. The beauty of this type of work is communication becomes more important than being right. And too many conversations begin with both parties thinking they're right about separate views and both parties are trying to convince the other person of their view. That's not conscious communication. That's agenda oriented. And We're not here to judge that or tear that down, but we are here to bring clarity on what it truly means to consciously communicate with another human being. And the beauty of that, the art of communication is really a feminine energy. It's not about right or wrong. It's, hey, let me share my points of views and I want to hear your point of views. And then maybe we can go away and we can consider each other's point of views and then come back together and have another conversation about it and just share our point of views. So that can turn into a very enjoyable experience for two people when they're just sharing views and growing together rather than trying to prove each other wrong. I feel like that's a very hard thing to do for me anyway. I know what it boils down to struggling with the things that you want or having a preference. And we just got Mm -hmm. off the episode last week of recording talking about the importance or the power of being neutral or being a non-preference. And I guess that even comes into relationships. But at some point, because you're spending your intimate energy with this person, there are some preferences that have to come to light, right? Yes, because that's why we got to be clear with our preferences because anywhere that we do have a preference – We have to accept that we're not going to be able to bend there. So that's called a boundary. And there's nothing wrong with setting boundaries. But again, the communication of that is very, very important so that the other person knows, hey, I'm not asking you to change, but I am sharing with you what is important to me and what I'm attracted to. And if you enjoy me being attracted to you, 
then these may be some things that you want to learn more about or expand yourself in. And I certainly want to know the things that turn you on and that you're attracted to as well. So see, you're not just doing it to get the other person's approval. You're doing it to expand who you are as a human being and to grow your utility belt of things you can communicate with your partner about. And we talk a lot on this podcast about both of us being into vinyl. And we're even into vinyl for two different reasons, and that's cool. But you and I are able to talk about vinyl and it'd be very fun, even though we approach it from two different directions, so to say. And I would love to have that in an intimate partner, but that may or may not happen. And I'm just glad to have somebody, I say, whatever you think that you need, your intimate partner doesn't have to provide that for you. If you have a healthy place to get it somewhere else, And then that takes pressure off of your intimate relationship. So this is the purpose of true friends is that you're actually able to feed each other in ways that take pressure off of your intimate relationship. Yeah, we have a terrific episode on the voids in relationships. I think that's what we called it, where we did get into this exact thing. Like if you had an energetic void where your partner is not providing you something that you need a fill in like let's say your partner won't play sports but you need to play sports well you can certainly find another partner and obviously if you're a male it would be <laughs> it would be better for your relationship if that person was also male but to get that feed somewhere else and so definitely check that episode out if you guys haven't already but i wanted to go back to what you just said where you identify your boundaries so you're being honest with yourself like we talked about a few minutes ago and you're getting clear on on the preferences that you don't want to bend on so you're creating these boundaries and then you're communicating them and when you said it i can sense it's not talked about a lot in this world mm-hmm. and the way you said it is laid out in a very logical manner and with relationships emotions come in and some people relate those two together, relationships and emotions. And so if you're not emotional about someone, then you're not in love or you're not into them as much as they are with you. But I feel like that also comes into play here where what you said, I could see maybe controversial to some people, but when you remove the emotion from it, it's conscious. It's the most conscious that you can break down a relationship. Because if you're not willing to bend on something and if the other person want you to, then you're in a compromised state and then you're not fulfilling yourself. And then if you're not fulfilling yourself, you're not going to have any energy to fulfill that person. And that's really one of the major things that we're trying to bring to light within conscious relationships Mm -hmm. is that both people should remain on their path of becoming their authentic selves and you should be in support of that person in doing that. Otherwise, you're not getting that person's full potential and why would you want to rob that person that you say that you care so much about of becoming their authentic self but also if you end up growing apart why would you want to hold that person back from growing so this is beyond the emotional part of a relationship it really is respecting each other on just another level as a growing being just as you want to be respected and i just want to bring that to light and have you add whatever you want to it and we can get more into it in the complete conversation yes yes and to wrap up this part before going into that complete conversation i just want to bring up that It helps to be clear in what you're falling in love with. There's a path to fall in love with your life. And then you want to bring somebody into your life that supports all of these boundaries, all of these things that are important to you. That's going to be the attraction point is that they support that path. Or it's that somebody falls in love with a person 
And then they try to mend all of these preferences together. And that's what happens the majority of the time is people think they fall in love with the person. But love has developed over time. And this is where we're going to get into those five breakdowns because attraction happens. Sometimes people say, well, it was love at first sight. And I don't really buy that, but I buy attraction at first sight. And even the idea of a woman and a child They have nine months together before they meet, so that love is developed too. So I'm looking forward to breaking that down, but shedding a light on these two different types of relationships of whether you're looking for a person to fall in love with or you're looking to fall in love with your life and then find a person that supports that lifestyle. I'm looking forward to diving deeper. Yeah, Alexander, I'm loving this conversation, and I'm looking forward to continuing it on the other side. Woo! Thank you for listening to this free version of our Inward Journey story series. To hear the complete conversation and go deeper into how these characters can bring in more consciousness, utilizing the tools and techniques of the Just Philosophy, head on over to wisewisepodcast.com and become a premium member. You'll get to hear all of our complete conversations and begin your self-development journey with us. Thank you all for joining us for this free episode where we talked about and discussed the self-development work that we can do within our relationships. And I think we can all admit that our romantic relationships is where we can take on most of our stress within our lives. If those relationships are not flowing and offering fulfillment in our lives, then that can trickle down to our overall life experience. And in our complete conversation, this is exactly what we are offering, tools and techniques of the just philosophy that you can do internally to improve your overall internal environment and well-being, thus creating a better environment for your relationships to thrive. And so some of the things we discussed on the complete conversation were around the internal steps to take when you feel yourself being triggered by the other person and ways to diffuse or alter your perspective and alleviate that internal friction, how doing the internal work first before communicating your preferences can lead to that person on their own changing and adjusting to your frequency. The things you notice in another person that bother you can be helpful to reflect and recognize within yourself to see when you do these things getting neutral before bringing attention to a subject or even offering ways where you fail with another person can help them be less defensive in a conversation. We also discussed the stages of what a conscious conversation in romantic relationships would look like and how to deal with emotions coming up during them, how giving the other person a chance to clarify something that hit you wrong before allowing yourself to get emotional over it can save a lot of uh, stress and confusion. We also discussed what resolve looks like within a conscious relationship and how our preferences can impact that. The difference between falling in love with your life and sharing that with someone versus falling in love with a person. How being honest with yourself and getting clear on your boundaries before entering into relationships can save you a lot of suffering. And we also got into more about the four roles in relationships and how they could possibly be the hidden underlining cause of friction in a relationship. And so I think we discussed a lot of ways that you can thoroughly 
look at your relationships and start practicing self-development work within them and how getting clear on your own self-development work, doing your self-development work uh, before getting into relationship has such huge impact on the, I mean, what I guess you would call a success of a relationship overall. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I learned within this is how being honest with ourselves and understanding our personal boundaries of what we want and what we do not want within a relationship can help you upfront determine whether a relationship is going to be satisfactory for you continuing putting your energy into versus not understanding where your boundaries are entering into a relationship. And then you realize you've been putting energy into something that is causing you resentment because you've had to compromise some of your preferences or values to keep the peace in it. So overall, I think this was an excellent compliment to our other episodes that we've already recorded on conscious relationships. And I've even made a few of those the free full versions of the month. So feel free to check those out on our website on YouTube or in the free feed in general. Feel free to offer us any feedback or ask us questions that come up for you as you listen to those. And overall, we're very grateful for you tuning in and working on you. We honor your dedication to self-growth, overall wellness, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. Continue on your self-growth journey by visiting thejustphilosophy.com where you are able to connect personally by booking a private consultation with Alexander in person, by phone, or Zoom. Uncover your authentic self more easily with a human design or destiny card consultation. Here you will gain information about your energetic makeup, personality, and your higher self, as well as navigating your way through your relationships. There are also multiple types of reports available for purchase that help you gain insight into your career, relationships, and opportunities for self-growth. The site also allows you to view a calendar of Alexander's live performances and class schedule, peruse other products such as shirts, CDs, and finally, the revolutionary VibroTune vibrational sound therapy tables. These contoured therapy tables allow you to bathe in a vibrational sonic bath of frequencies, bringing you into alignment on all levels. You will be feeling and hearing calming music synced through vibration and frequency. So again, you can grab all this goodness at thejustphilosophy.com, T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 25 years in his personal studies, private practice, and professional environment. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only and is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We want to thank you for working on you. Keep shining your light and refining your vibe.